I'm still confused as to what Cube did that was so wrong. Cube said something that I thought was beautifully said. Both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party has been negligent in addressing issues that affect the black community. Fact. Not only have they been negligent, they played a part in the issues that affect the black community. So our liberation is a bipartisan issue. Collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well articulated nonsense. Walker! We fit the Peace and blessings, beloveds. Thank you for tuning in for the latest and greatest episode of our podcast. We want to shout out all of our supporters and listeners, both new and old. And if you just so happen to be a new listener, we want to thank you again and also give you a call to action. Please subscribe, follow us, leave us a five star review on whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on. Also, you please please by all means check out our social media that as well as our youtube page can be found on a particular website that we own which is gatry the tipping point.com t-h-a tipping point.com how close are we to episode 100 mm, striking distance walker i want to say this may be 96 or 97 okay so i can't really say which one what do you mean other than let's just, just get the, st- uh, the show started right yeah that's what you've been doing the past four weeks okay let's get the show started okay. yeah how are you Incredibly. Uh, explain yourself. Why are you doing well, so incredible, sir? <laughs> number one, uh, we got a new YouTube subscriber. Shout out to Demetrius Williams for showing love and subscribing up, man. We appreciate every YouTube subscriber. It helps us out a ton. And listen, listen, guys, um, as you interact with us on social media, make sure you really push Walker to subscribe to our YouTube channel. He's already done of- that. I've already done that. Could you look at the information and see? Because I actually subscribed just to shut you up. (laughs) And you still don't shut up. (laughs) Story of my life. Um, Well, thank you for subscribing, Walker. We need to shout you out, too, because it was a while. (laughs) Yeah, after you complained the last time. Um, And then I do it, and then you don't say nothing. Speaking of shouting out, Walker, I want to take a minute. I've mentioned it before, but um, I was actually able to take a part yesterday. But uh, the war rapport, oh, my goodness, dude. Y'all are making it happen over there. Thank you, sir. And for those of you who don't know, um, this is is something Walker and his friends have put together. uh, College buddies. College buddies. Well, they're friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just giving you background on how our friendship started. College buddies. No one cares about that. Friends are friends. Chance the rapper. Um, this 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 show is dedicated to Auburn football, and uh, I I thought, and I'm not an Auburn football fan, but I still find myself entertained yesterday by uh, their production. Uh, Very well put together. Very valuable insight. 
So uh, I just wanted to shout that out because I was moved by what I saw yesterday. My, my, my first time tuning in live, I've watched some of your stuff uh, after the fact, but I uh, was very impressed with what I, what I experienced. Thank you, sir. Of course. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, Walker, let's get personal. <laughs> you know, this is what I love to do on this podcast. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing incredibly because um, we sent our boys to my in-laws for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, Walker. It's okay. <laughs> What does that look for? I'm just waiting for it. Okay, sorry. Nah, so um, didn't really do anything, didn't I? <laughs> Wasn't ready to return to a date night. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. Still uh, still kind of healing uh, from, from the automatic seafood night. So uh, it was cool, though, man. Like, we, we took them up there uh, Friday afternoon and came back. And, uh, you know, just pretty much just like hung out, watched movies and ordered a lot of delivery food, you know. So uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it was great, man. And um, we gosh, we probably watched about six movies throughout the whole weekend, you know, um, even missed some of my uh, beloved Crimson Tide game because I was watching a movie with her. So we'll get into later. Yes. Uh, but no, let me tell you what I watch, Walker. <laughs> Do you remember last week? You, you cut me off as I was saying it. So you probably don't remember. But um, I mentioned that I watched Back to the Future for the first time. Yes. All right. So shout out to Netflix. They had two and three. So we went ahead and finished up the trilogy. And again, Mm -hmm. these are my first time watching these movies. And dude, Back to the Future was freaking amazing. Number three was by far the worst of the trilogy. But still, man, like, yeah. So I just just had to say that. Uh, unless you have something to add about me being socially and culturally delayed. Um, no, I did that last week. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So uh, we also watched Project Power. Have you seen that yet? With okay. Jamie Foxx on Netflix? Project Power. Project yeah. Power. Project Power. Did it Did it uh, consist of him and like a team of people and like a young girl? Yeah, yeah. I've who, seen it. Who was yeah. rapping. Yeah. Did yeah, you I like see- that? Um, It was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Better okay. than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I didn't... It seemed like a big cliche in the previews. You think so? When it showed her rapping, I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Well, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like I, I got through the end of it, and I was actually engaged. So it, it did its job. Gotcha. So yeah, dude. Um, re- really low key weekend. Uh, I don't. This this may be my first time leaving the house since we returned from dropping the boys off this whole weekend. So, oh wow. So I mean. To me, that's bragworthy. So, shout out to um to Grubhub. My goodness, man! No ads, huh? Man, it's about <laughs> time for ads. Like, you're just shouting out all businesses here. Wait or two, yeah. Um, when when the kids come back? Uh, they should be back. Oh, well, they're probably back now. So, okay, we picked a great time to record. <laughs> <laughs> I love my kids and I love my in laws. Hey, <laughs> I love everybody. People with kids understand just what happened there. But I, I love them. I love them, Walker. You know I do. No one asked, but we get it. <laughs> we get it. Uh, so yeah, um, a few other things, Walker. Uh, this this week uh, was rough for me, man. Um, in terms of you know my ongoing fitness and health challenges. Okay. So uh, I it was I'm in such a weird spot right now, Walker, because. I'm eating the cleanest I've eaten all year Good. and um, actively logging. Like, not, you know, I, before I would log, I'd be like, I'm going to eat this and not log. You know, I'm like actively logging every morsel. 
And uh, I can tell in my workouts is working because my energy levels are up. Dude, we had a mild challenge at our gym, okay? Sub 10 for your boy, okay? Now, for me, that's good. Now, I know you run your six-minute miles, and you, you're happy about that. But, I um, don't, but go ahead. <laughs> so, anyway, like, that just, that's, just a, that's a testament of, like, how good the, the, the eating has been, the diet's been. Um, but still, Walker, <laughs> the scale is going up. <laughs> but you, I mean, again, you're lifting too, right? Yeah, I, I am, Walker. Um, heavy? But, yeah, but I've even reduced that. Still. If you're lifting heavy, a lot of, lot of reps or low reps? Mm, I'm doing these, what do they call them, drop sets? Okay. So a lot of reps, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's you. That's muscle. Like I get it, Walker. Yeah. But that scale's going to have to go in reverse at some point. Uh, what are you basing your health on? LeBron James. <laughs> and none of us have a shot <laughs> no i just uh it's most of it's my doctor's recommendations um we've got a number that we have to get to and uh the closer i get to 40 uh the closer i need to be to that number because you know they say 40 is when everything just starts to shut down so uh it doesn't have to be the case it doesn't have to be but uh, yeah, so those are like the loose goals. I'm two years from that, by the way, Walker. So I've just been like super intentional and like doing all the stuff that makes me uncomfortable, like weighing every day. So um, yeah, man, I just, I got really discouraged by that, especially after that, um, that PR for me on my mile. I was like, dude, I, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't run this if I'm like extremely heavy. So I know I got to be down a few pounds and, you know, just just crumbled so i just went through a very low point uh was it friday friday morning and uh, i was just self-bashing myself and just telling myself you know it's just this is just how it is ronnie and then i even got so extreme to like why am i even like waking up early and going to bed early to get up and go exercise when nothing's gonna when it's not gonna change anything you know why am i um why am i eating cabbage and squash and carrots (laughs) with a grilled chicken with uh olive oil and lemon juice on it if it's not going to change anything you know that's that's kind of where i got um thankfully and, and when you called me friday that's kind of where i was you remember i picked up the phone and I, <laughs> it's like <laughs> wrong number yikes <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was like the dude, i was like hand, real deal could you down get you the phone please whoever i'm speaking with <laughs> i was real deal down to the dumps when you called me like i was in the belly of that pun intended by the way um <laughs> So yeah. So uh, anyway, th- thankful for thankful for gym community and friends who I can like be transparent with. I, I think I'm going to be transparent regardless. But um, who I can just be like, you know, hey, look, this is my struggle, and then have people to kind of encourage you and just say, hey, look, you know, it's not going to be easy, but reassure that you are doing the right thing. Just continue to do it. Jumping off the wagon now is not going to get you any closer. So yeah. Um, Good deal, man. Are, so, you, yeah. are you back? You feeling better? I, I, you know, it, you know, I, I really think I am. And uh, this this weekend, you know, since the boys were gone, <laughs> my plans were to like do these. This is so bad, but do these sixty minute Peloton rides uh, early Saturday, early Sunday, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna just chill. I didn't even get crazy in terms of diet. I still stayed pretty regimented with you know with a few you know yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. nothing like out of the ordinary. Uh, but yeah, but it was good to just kind of rest, kind of chill, kind of put my feet up a little bit, you know, and just, you know, cause like you told me, you gotta let your body recover. And I, I feel like Monday through Friday, I go pretty hard. So you got you. Yeah. Like you actually, you do. Cause even I will break some of like my workout regimen. Not that it's a regular thing, 
But I got up one morning this past week and I could feel my body was like, fam. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. And I just stopped. <laughs> you I just wait, you had started working out and then just stopped. I was about to start. Yeah. Because it wasn't like there's a difference between pushing through and then your body clearly like your body is responding in a way that it normally doesn't. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I could feel pain. Right. Or discomfort. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to listen to that. Right. I'm going to listen to that. And I feel fine. I feel fine. I just needed to rest. Now, I ended up working out because a lot of times I'll do two a days. Uh-huh. So this was my morning cardio workout. Okay. And so it was like a headache. It was oh, just like a really? headache. Yeah. And so, so you were really like. Yeah. I just yeah. like, I just need to sit down. Right. Now, that, that evening, I did a little lifting and I was fine. Okay. But I just needed to just chill. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about when you get up and your body's like, oh, I got to push through. No, 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 no. I push through that. But when my body is clearly sending messages to me saying, hey, something's not right. Like either you're tired or whatever. You need to eat or whatever. I just like, you know what? Let me recalibrate and listen to my body because, you know, you're going to you're going to rest now or rest later. <laughs> but you will rest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whether your body makes you or you just listen to the, the signals, right? So yeah, like I, I think I think that's very. I'm glad you're starting to incorporate that. Um, it's some very important, dude, because I think that's a huge. Like you know, shout out to one of my homeboys. He posted something this past week about how he's learning to use recovery as part of his fitness, and he's been seeing the gains as a result. Um, he's very disciplined, and he's like he's the, this is the most clean he's eaten part of the program he's doing um he lifts regularly the whole nine but his trainer has incorporated rest into like he doesn't work out as much as i do interesting and so they talk about how rest actually does benefit your body and and conceptually walker it's simple right Mm -hmm. like let your body fully recharge and come back and crush the next workout because the this weekend included with last weekend and i want to say even no the weekend before i did i did sneak some peloton in but uh, i've been getting more rest than i normally have been uh-huh. and every monday workout has just been like me just shooting out of a can absolutely absolutely and, mm-hmm. and, and you need that you need that because what you don't want to do is just continue to wear your body down to where you just get burnt out Right. Right. And so I just think it's it's critical. And what you have to get out of your head of thinking is that because you don't work out, you failed. Yeah, that's going to be hard for me to break. You got to get that out of your head because hard for me to break the goal. And what I would again, man, what I would share to you with you is you have to think. You can't attribute health to a number. On a scale like health is not a number because there are people who don't have weight issues who aren't healthy. So the idea is I have to think in terms of the overall health of my body. I know what it's like to get to the end of a workout plan, do all the workouts, do everything right, and I'm hurting in certain parts of my body because I didn't listen to my body, right? You don't wanna limp across the finish line. You wanna be able to go across the finish line feeling good about yourself and your body. So listen to it, you know what I mean? And so that may mean for you, like I'll modify some of my workouts. Like I don't believe in ego reps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I don't I'm, believe. I'm, I don't believe. I'm, I'm with there. I'm there with you. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, like I, I don't believe in ego. Like it, it, this is not about me trying to fin. I'm want to feel good, which is why I had to dial back how I ran. 
like I used to run years in, in the past, like I would run hard because I'm trying to improve my speed, but then I'll be feeling miserable throughout the workout because I've pushed my body to this limit that it wasn't ready to even go. And so I learned to just take it, take a step back. Maybe today, because you've, you're sore, why don't you just run, just enjoy the run. Just mm. just move. You're moving. Yeah. You're still burning calories. You're still feeling good, but you're now taking it slower. Still feel good. Yeah, I didn't go as fast today, but who cares? Who cares? Right. Like, I, I got out That's and I did I it. And, and I think once you get to that point to where I'm eating good, I'm working out, and I feel good. I do feel good. I have to admit that's the win. You know what I mean? And you have to remain in that state. You don't want to get to where you're like, oh, man, I got to push. You should never have to be. That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be your pep talk to yourself every morning. You know what I mean? Like, there's some days you should fill up like how you felt Monday morning. You felt ready. You was ready to just shoot out of a cannon and go. Yeah. That's that's a great feeling. Uh-huh. That's a great feeling, and then you feel good during the workout. You like, man, bring it on! Like this is this is what's up. That's a great feeling. So I just encourage you, man, to like like listen to the objective of being healthy is feeling good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 just once you find that balance in terms of in balancing your rest, workout, and diet, I think you're in a good space, and I think everything else will begin to follow suit. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, thanks, Walker. No problem, man. Well, enough about me. Um, this has been this has been a good week. We're good. Um, I do want to go ahead and just get on into. I want to ask you something because I asked my wife and we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Um, do I need to prepare? Or am I good? No, I think you're good. I think you're good. I think this may lead to some transparent conversation. Oh, <laughs> this is stop yeah, playing with it. Let's you, go. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, I noticed uh, one of the co-stars of the morning talk show, The Real, Jeannie Mae, or Mai, who's engaged to Jeezy, the rapper. Did you even know this? Do you even know? You don't even know who, who she is, is she? Let's, kind start, of let's start with Jeezy. Who's that? She was on, um, on the show talking about how... They're engaged, and she's talking about her uh, looking to be submissive in her marriage. <gasps> That's toward, her? Towards her husband. I heard about this on Sway. I didn't realize who it was, though. It led to, yeah, let's go, let's and go, let's so go, let's she go. She got a lot of backlash. I'm not even going to deal. We're not going to deal so much with her so much, but just the whole idea and the concept of submission, because this is an age-old discussion Um, which is triggering for people. Some people have a hard time dealing with it. Um, But I just want to know from you, like what, what is, when you think of submission, what does that mean to you? Uh, As, as a husband, I kind of simply put submission into the context of communication. Okay. Right. I consider submission to be raw communication. Right. Um, so so and I'll, I'll just put this out there so uh my wife and i <laughs> this is going to be a shocker to you walker but i'm the communicator in our household you know my 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 wife is of the of the impression that talk is cheap she'd rather she'd rather show you with her actions whereas me i'm the one sitting down that's saying hey let hey we really need to talk 
you know. So, so uh, I mean, I guess culturally speaking, that's flipped, right? As with a lot of as are a lot of aspects of our marriage, but you know, whatever. Um, so one of our struggles is considering my wife is not that easily to talk and to share her feelings or thoughts or emotions about things. I kind of I kind of put that into a submissive flaw of hers. Mm. So if we're if we're here, we're if we've agreed to be one unit, we're going to move in one direction. We've got to know where each other is on things. There's no sure. there's no sure. leaving things up to chance. Sure. Uh, operating on assumption. Sure. Which which are two things that lead to a lot of our pitfalls, honestly. Sure. Now, I'm not putting it on her, of course, because. There are times to where very rare, but there are times to where I don't feel like talking. So um, I, mean, I think that's that's normal. But but you know, to me, if you'd asked me this ten, eleven, not nah, ten, nine, eight, eight years ago, I would have easily said, "Oh, that means she need to do what I ask her or what I tell her to do, mm. no matter what." Gotcha. So I, I will I will be honest and say. <laughs> A lot of marital experiences <laughs> have impacted that and really shaped the way I view submission. But but submission is, is a part of y'all's marriage. Or no? It should be a bigger part. I'll put it to you that way. Is that a, is that a safe, safe way fine. to say? Okay. It's honest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, submission is definitely, definitely a part of our marriage. Okay. 100% non-negotiable for example my wife will tell me to shut the f up (laughs) i be quiet (laughs) (laughs) but when she leave to go the next work the next day i'll be talking again be calling on the phone with Gat. Gat, right. I'm ready to talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Been holding this in since 6 p.m. yesterday. Let's go. I might be tripping. No, I'm just kidding. But no, like, I, I think, I, you know, when you start talking about submission, really you're talking, you're, you're getting into the conversation of expectations. Okay. Right? That's really what we're talking about here. Right. When you get to that next phase of your relationship, what is expected of each other pretty much right and so to me i think that why this has become an issue is oftentimes we haven't really revamped what the roles and responsibilities and expectations are given that women have progressed in this in our current society they made leaps, leaps and bounds beyond where they were in previous generations, right? Now women are working long hours just like like men are. So the expectations of what's required, and, and oftentimes you mentioned something that I thought was key, communication, is that when you talk submission, you're also, this is actually something that's very subjective, right? So some people will hear submission, they'll think roles. And responsibilities some people may even think worth and value right like i'm beneath you or da 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 right um so i just think it's important for couples and, and i think because it differs from person to person i think it's very important that you understand what submission looks like in your household because what submission may look like for me and my wife may not necessarily be the same for you and yours. 
right? Right. So I think it's important to, like you said, communicate and get on the same page and understand what submission looks like for me and my spouse, my partner, right? And so I think, you know, you and I, we're, we're, our faith should be driving a lot of these types of situations. I kind of, for me in my household, I look at it like I, I use the sports analogy, team analogy, right? On every team, especially a good team, you have captains, right? The captain may or may not be the best player on the team, <laughs> right? right? There are some people who they may be a role player, but they're that calm voice. Like they're that they're contributing. Don't get me wrong, but they're this voice of reason that permeates throughout the locker room and people will be when they speak everyone listens right right and i think that when you talk about a man being the head of the household domestically you're talking about a captain right right but heavy is the head that wears the crown mm-hmm. if you're if you're in that role that means you have to perform because we've seen people take on the role of a captain on a team and not perform. Yes. And the locker room just, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's one thing to talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. And so I think for a lot of men, for us as husbands in the household, for us to be the head, that means that we have to raise our leadership lid, right? Right. Like we have to... We have to be the kind of man a woman is willing to follow in so many ways. Okay. We have to be that kind of guy. And I think women, a reasonable woman respects leadership and will follow someone. Don't believe me? Watch a woman, a woman who has a healthy relationship with her father. Watch how she interacts with her father. Right? She may even make more money than her dad. But when dad says something, it's like law. Right? And so, granted, the dynamic of the relationship is different from what it would be with you and her. But you want to, to, to build that kind of trust, that type of, of, you know, being a man of character and building trust in her to where when you say something, she knows, hey, it's good money. Mm. I, can, I can follow. I can respect. She may not agree, but I think going back to the team response, the, the, the teammate analogy, I look at, I look at LeBron. LeBron is arguably the best player in the world. Many people still argue he is the best player in the world. But there are some things on that team that LeBron doesn't do as well as some other people. So LeBron has to defer. Even though he's the captain, he has to defer to his teammates. He has to depend and rely on them. Sometimes they're taking the game-winning shot and not him, right? Right. And I think there's things as if you are securing yourself as a man that you know that woman is my teammate. She's my partner. So that means she's going to be better at some things that I'm not even I'm not real strong at. There's some things that she cares about that's important that I don't care about. So oftentimes my decision is to let her handle that. Because right. me handling it will put us as a family at a disadvantage because that's not my strength. Right. Right. Yeah. And so when you again, a good captain understands how to utilize the strengths of their teammates and I, and being a good husband and being a leader of that home, you understand my wife is at her best when she's doing this. So let's leverage that 
in the household and allow her to flourish in those roles and whatever she is and be flexible. That means my wife's coming home. I'm helping out too. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm just as a, again, you're contributing. Right. Right. And so I, I think, and again, when you, and I use that analogy because again, if we're, if we're following Christ, that's the head coach, which means ultimately we're all taking our instructions from the head coach. Right. Right. I'm just the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Hey, here's what he's saying. Here's what we need to do. Because it's not it's not an authoritarian dominate dominating the woman. It's hey, I'm the voice of reason and I'm the voice in the locker room. I'm I'm relaying the message of the head coach to the team so we can do this. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm submitted as well. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm deferring to her. So everyone wins in that type of dynamic. I think to your point in communicating, we have to determine what the strengths and weaknesses are. Who does, how do we handle this? How do we get through a normal day? Mm. And a classic example, man, I think about my wife and I, a a great example is um, she would, we would talk about dinner, like early on in the marriage. Oh no. We would talk about dinner, right? And I would come home and just decompress, right? Yeah. She's better at cooking than I am. Now, I can cook. I actually help her cook. Okay. But I had to understand, and I think it's so important to talk about each other's background growing up, because this is another thing that helps in terms of determining roles just based on the kind of household you grew up in. Right. I was telling my homeboy this. My dad was a truck driver. He's retired now. And he would leave, like, it'll be dark when he leave early in the morning. It'll be dark when he gets back. And so he would have so little time when he gets home. Like he'll talk to us, do dinner the whole nine, but he'd be thinking about getting into bed the next one, showering off, getting in bed. He got to do, he got to do this again in a few hours. Right. So his contribution to the household stuff was minimal. Right. Well, me coming up as a husband, I didn't know subconsciously, I would shut down kind of like how he would shut down, right? right? The only difference is I'm Mr. College Boy. I'm working in corporate America. I ain't working those hours like he's working. I'm leaving when she leaves. I get home when she gets home. So now it's unfair to expect my wife to do all the things in the house like my dad expected my mom to do because I'm at home way more than he is. And I'm way more engaged. So me and my wife had to have a come to Jesus early on in the marriage to say, hey, I need you to be my partner. I need you to help me because I'm going to work just like you're going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so as as the being the head, I had to realize it's unfair for me to expect her to do all these things. And then I still want sex at night. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I had to I had to be I had to contribute. Even though I'm the captain, I have to carry my load and make sure that we're functioning together as a team and not me this domineering man. And I think what what rubs a lot of women the wrong way, get, and you can let me know your thoughts, is that sometimes men have an unhealthy understanding and interpretation of submission. And I think because they've tried to implement that, that has triggered a lot of women based on their experiences. But what do you think? Well, um, 
I think you said a lot there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will. I will co-sign and say this because uh, honestly, this is something my wife and I have not spent a lot of time talking about until recently, like okay. maybe the past year or so. Gotcha. But your upbringing is very important. Absolutely. You know, um, that's something we never talked about while we were dating. That's something we never talked about early on in our marriage. But what's crazy is we we each had these expectations. Right. Right. You know, and, right. and it's one thing to have expectations. But to your point, it's another thing to know the origin of said expectations, Context. especially when you're talking about supporting a domestic structure. Right. So throw kids in the mix and it's like, oh, you know, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> um, Dane Walker, you had so many gyms in there. I don't even know what you, what you want to start at first. I just know, again, like I, I, I know, again, the woman on the show, she just got, she caught a lot of flack for just talking about what she expected to do. Right, right. And it's just like, okay, if she wants to walk five steps behind him whenever he walks, that's her decision. But again, I just think it's all relative. But I, I just find it interesting how triggered people are because I think people have seen a uh, an unhealthy version of submission. Right. Well, well let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me reflect a little bit. Uh, and now I'll take you back to to our our, our uh, marital infancy, as I called it internally the first trimester of our marriage. Right, uh, I knew everything. Um, my wife didn't know anything. Right, and uh, if our marriage was going to do well, it was going to be based off everyone buying into what Ronnie says because Ronnie is is the marriage champion. He's never been married before, but he he's got. Where do you think you got that from? I honestly, I honestly think at the time I was being influenced by a lot of toxic men. Not 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 necessarily like in my life, and maybe in entertainment and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, because the brothers that were closest to me at the time were not promoting messages like that at all. Gotcha. But I was rebelling against that for some weird reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, there's a there's a very funny story about a coach purse that I'll share at another time. But uh, but anyway, this put a lot of strain on us. Right. And I, you know, I talked about earlier how my wife is not really open, you know, verbally in terms of communication. And so it had gotten to a tipping point. Oh, that's not the sound effect. That's sorry. I was about to hit young ham <laughs> on that one. Uh, it got to a tipping point to where she was pushed to the brink of saying, you know, OK, <laughs> the way this is going is not cool. And I'm fed up with it. And here are the reasons why. And to me, it comes out of nowhere because I'm like, well, hey, you never said anything. You never submitted your, your, uh, your, uh, well, she, she doesn't your, communicate often. So she's just been internalizing it and then yes. it just came to an, a head. Yes. Yeah. It, it was a, yeah. it was a rough point, but it was a pivotal point for us. And it was at that point, she had started to clue me in on some of the stuff that you said because of the time walker, I wasn't helping out around the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, we uh yg yg had just did you have here. to help around the house when you was growing up uh growing up yeah yeah i had chores and stuff like that so but but again begin toxic masculinity mind oh <laughs> i got a bride she gonna do all that ah, stuff while i I'm got on the golf you course. i got you now, i got you now, now, now i got context to our listeners to add context my wife is extreme extremely successful uh businesswoman independent very independent she's been independent since the day i met her like mm-hmm. was never the type to really need i don't want to say need a man for anything is that is that wrong to say 
we need a woman on here, but you, but you know where I'm going with that. Like, I mean, she's self sufficient. Yes, it, it, it yes. bucks against the all oh, the the frame thing of oh, where the man went out and and provided for the family. Right. Well, she doesn't. She does that herself. I right. get that. Right. I get that. So, they, I mean, she she. I, I think everybody's got needs, of course, and desires. Absolutely, her desires were just structured differently. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, just 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 adding that to context. Here I am trying to be this domineering man, uh, fueled off toxic masculinity, and trying to you know direct a extremely uh successful independent black woman on what to do i know now that we're outside of that what kind of strain that could have put on her but um one of the most pivotal things my wife ever said to me that really just changed my my uh angle as a husband was because we we that the submission thing had had been a hot topic with us early on and um, one thing she hit me with that I had no rebuttal for or no type of comeback was, I don't even know if you're submitting to the Lord. Mm. That crippled me, Walker, because like you said, your wife should be able to know that without a shadow of a doubt. That you hear from God. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, a, was, she a, was right. That was another, that's another thing that, I mean, if she has, if she has a God complex about her and a, and a mentality to, of God, she should be able to see instances of that in your leadership and how you carry yourself my, again that builds trust my wife's got that right right, right. and you know it's, it's so crazy in, th- in thinking about my wife um whose whose primary love language is acts of service mm-hmm. right and i've known this since we were dating because <laughs> that's when we started reading that book i've known this but i never really applied that and i never really got to got to really like channel that type of love for her because i was just early on i was just refusing the acts of service right Right. you know it was just like give me give me give me right Right. um so so after that pivotal moment we revisit love languages of course and then i start to see you know hey okay i i just take the clothes out of the dryer and put them in the clothes basket and that helps her out some okay and she seems to be a little more pleasant oh Okay, we got it. We got a kid. You know, we had a young kid at the time. Um, so she comes home from work and she cleans these bottles. She, you know, now that I'm listening and more conscious, she always complains about cleaning these bottles. What if I just? What? If, there you go. What if I clean them? You know, before Boom. she gets there, and Boom. it's like, oh, you're. And so it's like little little Boom. things, and it's like, okay, well now I'm, now I've unlocked that. And uh, for me, you know, <laughs> all you got to show me is a little bit of his work, then I'm going to just snowball everything, right? right. So, um, again, we're talking about submission. It took my wife finally submitting and saying, hey, look, this isn't good. Here are the reasons why. And B, here's what I need. Right. I In our marriage, I view that as impactful submission. People will submit when they know that you are meeting their needs. Yes. Yeah. It's easy to submit to someone who's taking care of you. Yes. A reasonable human being would do that. Right. right? Now, again, we factoring out selfishness and other types of, of blocks going on with that person, mental blocks. But for the most part, if a person is person is meeting someone's needs, they'll fo- they'll they'll follow that person. Right. They, if they know that I feel safe and secured and I'm good with this person. They can lead me. They can. I can follow this person anywhere. Right. You know what right. I mean. I can follow this person anywhere. And I think knowing knowing who you are, knowing your purpose, like these are other things that allow you to be very influential in your household when when you're involving another person or bringing someone into your home. 
um, to be a partner with. Absolutely. Um, and another thing too, like when you submit again, when you submit to God again, we're told to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And he said that I did not come to be served. I came to serve. Yeah. So again, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, we want a woman to submit, but what are we contributing as high value men to this household right outside of what we do on our eight to five nine to five or whatever mm-hmm. job we're doing what else are we contributing right what are we doing to keep her tank full what are we doing to you know what i'm saying like yeah. what kind of where are we going as a family like what are we going to be and like do we know these things and I, I think when you begin to think along those lines and you have a good woman she's gonna she's gonna respond favorably to that now, if you doing what I'm doing, kicking your feet up <laughs> when you get home and woman serve me, you pr- especially the, the the wife you got, the wife I got, that's only going to work for maybe two seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if that. If that. So, I, I, again, you just have to I, I think it varies depending on the because, again, people's needs are different. Yes. Right. And so you just have to understand what submission looks like and i think that's a conversation that every couple needs to have with context in terms of how they're wired yes to to really get a picture of how that looks in their home right and then and then i guess in my case be intentional about being willing to really listen not just hear it but listen because admittedly these are things that my wife has been telling me. I just, you know, get so I got at, at one point I just got caught so caught up in myself to where I was like, yeah, you know, well, yeah. we're getting better. Right. We yeah. get better. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole that's the whole point of it, right? Right. <laughs> good time. Man, good Walker. You, you've been uh, you've been bringing it lately, guy. Hey, listen, man. Is it got- that ginseng? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we're content creators, man. We got to create this content out here. Shall we transition to the prayer list? Do you got anybody? Yeah, I got you. Who you got? I got Joe Morgan, man. Uh, Joe Morgan, former Cincinnati Reds baseball player, black guy walker. Uh, I was I was really into baseball growing up. I was the card collector. I played Little League, all that. I, like, I, I would be more inclined to sit and watch a baseball game on TV what versus – Mm-hmm. What did you play? What position? Mm-hmm. Right field, baby. <clears throat> right field? Yeah. So yeah. you was out there moving. No. <laughs> I would have definitely stuck you at first base. <laughs> I mean, it's Little League. So who's who's really who's really hitting it out there? Now, my last couple years of playing, I did play first. But I just, I I could not master that stretch, Walker. I could not. You know you know what stretch I'm talking yeah. about. I know I just, you're talking about the, yeah, when you, the third baseman throw is in. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. So many balls got behind me. But um, anyway. And you couldn't pitch? No way, Walker! Are you serious? <laughs> Gee, no way! Not, let's let's we were trying to lose. So definitely, so definitely first baseman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and that was a that was a DC. You, you know, you need a good arm too to catch somebody trying to you know trying to steal. Not necessarily trying to steal, but if they're if they're kind of uh, greedy and think they can take second, yeah, when they should stay at first, yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't throw them out. Um, I probably could. We never had situations like this. Little League Walker. When did you stop playing? Don't, I think don't I say no. It. Don't say it. Don't. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's got too challenging for me. These kids are fast nowadays, bro. 
Uh, could no. really throw too. I want to say ninth grade was my last year of playing. So what? Which is like. Well, dude, I mean, you definitely had those types of scenarios where you had that person who thought they were faster than they really was. But think about it, Walker. <laughs> In ninth grade, that's high school, right? So all the good players are played for either the middle school or the high school. <laughs> so Hilarious. think about it's bottom feeders like me that are left who are really that skilled. Picking on you. <laughs> Goodness but gracious. I love the game, though. I love the game. Uh, can't stand baseball now, which is so weird. But anyway, Joe Morgan was the voice I heard growing up. He did a lot of commentating on baseball games. And uh, he was on uh, the MLB had this morning show on Saturdays. And he had a prominent spot in that. Um, but he was he was outstanding baseball player for Cincinnati Reds. Um, but, yeah, he passed away early this week. So, yeah. Okay. Um, RIP to him and his family. I mean, uh our prayers for his family and RIP to him. Um, I don't have anyone who passed on mine. Just kind of an update based on previous prayer, prayer list. Uh, Thomas Bird, remember the actor I told you about in Atlanta yeah. who was shot? Um, they did find, um, arrested the the man responsible for his murder. Um, so I think they brought in 30-year-old Antonio Demetrius Rines, and he was taken into custody this past Friday. So there is an update in that case. Okay. So, um just prayers for the family we pray that justice is served there um also i'm hearing through the grapevine that grapevine that cardi b and offset are back together yeah i heard that too yeah um yeah yeah, i don't (laughs) oops that shouldn't be a laugh wow (laughs) gatry see i'm telling you we need we need a new sound person now again this is this is this is uh kind of reeking of struggle love but I am praying for them that they actually continue to grow together yeah. and get stronger. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying I just need Offset to do better. Okay. Okay, Walker. That's all I'm saying. Walker, li- I need li- him to do better. Lean in and listen, okay? I, I see where you're coming from. Kind of struggle, love. I know, but, but love is love. I didn't say it wasn't. But Sounds Walker. a little bit of struggle. Your marriage excluded. <laughs> I would have to say most marriages get to this point to what where point? to where you are can or one party's convinced it's not going to work out. What makes you think you our to, relationship was like Walker, that? You you are like an eighth of, of a percentage point away from perfection. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't live in my house. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying every every marriage has that point. You know, okay. and I just, I, just, I just told you where ours was, right? So I think the difference is these guys are celebrities and whatnot. So you know, I, I think we have a higher expectation for them for some weird reason. Mm-mm. But but I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for them. Don't get me wrong. Me but, too. But the struggle love thing is what it's is struggle. That, nah, I, it's struggle. I don't know, Walker. I don't want to call it that. Okay. I don't want to call it that. I want to call it marriage. It is. That it is. That's what I want to call it. And I want to leave it at that. Okay. Fair enough. I digress, but I just need him to do better. Okay. I, I, I don't know I, how I many side with I don't bet. know how many more chances he's gonna get. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um praise reports. I'm not doing a good job with these. Fabulous and um, his partner Emily B welcomed their baby girl in the past week. Oh, so dude, that's great news! Congratulations here for the kids to them on their new addition. I didn't even know Fab was working with anything like that. What do you mean? Like a situation or a lituation, as he says. 
I don't know. Yeah, they like he's been with her for a minute. Okay, I had no idea. Absolutely, I'm not in pop culture. I just act like I am. <sighs> and I I put it here, but uh, Lakers won the NBA Finals. Congrats to them. <laughs> what was that? What was that all about? Is that really praise record, bro? I mean, I, it's not Dort worthy. It's not Dort worthy, in my opinion. So if it's not something that I care to discuss, and clearly you don't care to discuss it, I just stuck it there. And I think you just proved, you just validated my decision to even put it there based on your reaction. Um, Shall we get into it? Shall we get Doherty? Because yes. you're, getting, you're getting stanky. Yes. Come on, Walker. Come with it. Ice Cube. Discuss your trash. Oh, all right. Off the rip. Yeah, dude. Let's discuss this. Let's okay. discuss this. What are your thoughts, man? Like, what? What are we you, gonna tell people what happened? Are you Are you ready to cancel Cube or no, nah? No, I'm not ready to cancel Cube. Tell him um, what happened. So Ice Cube caught some heat this week. He went out on these social media streams or whatever you want to call it, and um, he he announced his cooperation and that he's working with the Trump he campaign. Did? Yeah, he announced it. Oh no, the Trump campaign announced it. Thank you, Walker. And uh, <laughs> would you like me to give the background story here? Sure. I just want to give my thoughts and opinions about it. You're better at this than I am. Okay. Um, Jeez. A few months back, Cube released, um, he released what he called Contract with Black America. And for those of you who haven't taken the time to read it, I took the time to read it. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, I was actually impressed with the the time he's taken to kind of uh, educate himself about issues affecting the black community and solutions that specifically address those issues. And you can go to ice, his website, icecube.com, to actually see what that contract with Black America looks like. It's like it's several different agendas. And I've always talked about how it's important that our community has an agenda where here's an example of such. And so I was very pleased with, with just the, the detail of, 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 and you know, he talks about various things like reparations. He talks about various things like policing the whole nine. Um, he talked about declaring the KKK as a, uh, as a hate group or terrorist group, um, different things like that, but it's, it's economic, like, economic empowerment he actually talks about responsibility within our own community for certain things which i was actually impressed with and so the thing that i've heard him talk to with other people is he wanted to sit down with both sides to talk about his plan right and so last week uh, i believe it was katrina pearson who's a senior advisor for the trump campaign or, or yeah senior advisor for trump's campaign tweeted out and i don't have her exact tweet but she basically shouted out uh ice cube for working with the trump administration some leaders lead or something like that on the on the platinum plan hey yeah haters hate some leaders lead thank you for leading right this drew serious criticism from people in the black community democrats the whole nine and i want to know what your thoughts was so my my thoughts are based off solely off of one of his comments that he tweeted. 
So um, Ice Cube is on the record by saying in terms of uh, gauging politicians, they all lie and they all cheat, but we can't afford not to negotiate with whoever's in power. So this this is the one part of this whole thing that I disagree with. Okay, because if they all lie and they all cheat, what is inclining you to go and, you know, try to solidify this platinum plan, if you will. It, you're, you're walking into a situation with an individual that you know is going to lie to you and there's no knows is going to find a way out of this, but you're still going anyway. So to me, that's, that kind of seems like a little backwards, a little oxymoronic, you know? Um, but on the flip side, it I kind of get what he's doing, right? He's, he's not ever... He's, he's not saying he's for Trump or anything like that, which I don't think he's gone on record by saying. He has not endorsed. He's not endorsed candidate. Trump. Right. He hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And he even tried to meet with the Democrats, but they told him, hey, we'll table this until after the election. So uh, I, that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I, I applaud Cube for trying to do something because I'm with you, Walker. There has to be an agenda for people that look like us. And it seems like other social groups, other ethnicities seem to have a plan. They seem to have some type of direction. They seem to have initiatives that they can come forward and say, hey, this is what we're going for. Whereas the black community, I think we've struggled with that. So my, my big thing here is someone has to try. We can't just sit. We can't all sit back and say, we need to do something. Someone has to take that, take that first step and say, okay, well, I got a shot. I'm going to take a shot at it and see what happens. I got something. Right. So that's kind of the gist of my thoughts about it. Okay. Did you, did you, do you feel like he should be canceled? No, no. Do you feel like he should have gotten a lot of the backlash he's got? Do you no. Feel, do you feel like that was warranted? No, I think, I think, I think Ice Cube and this whole situation became a product of <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself by saying this it, overly emotional uh, social media uh, mm. group of people because because I think I think this escalated quicker than it should have I think this put Ice Cube in a oh he's for Trump yeah because you know how we can reach right I'm guilty of this but emotionally we get involved and we see that <laughs> we get involved and we see this act, <laughs> we see this activity we assess this behavior and it's like oh, okay well he's He's on. He's down with MAGA. He's gone. He's gone. Kanye on us. Uh, can, can I interject? Of course. So, I really want. I think the thing that I want to pull from this is that this is challenging me personally. I don't know what it's doing for everyone out there, but it's challenging me to really learn how to be slow to speak. Mm. And that's kind of tough, seeing as though I do a podcast, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that. I think it's incumbent upon us to really research. And I think this has been one of my words for the week is that why don't we just take time to research what it is that we're talking about before we give our opinions. I know that's an unpopular approach in this day and age. I get it because everybody wants to get the, the, the retweets, the likes, the comments, the we whole nine. The take. Right. I get that. But I just don't like there's several things that I have I'm, I took issues with here. I, I, I'm still confused as to what Cube did that was so wrong. Cube said something. He said something that I thought was beautifully said. 
both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party has been negligent in addressing issues that affect the black community. Fact. Not only have they been negligent, they played a part in the issues that affect the black community. So our liberation is a bipartisan issue. Beautifully said, because that means not only is it the responsibility of Democrats, but it should also be the responsibility of Republicans. And what turned me off from a lot of media, um, CNN, MSNBC, like I've already been turned off by a lot of right wing news. But what has turned me off from a lot of left wing news is that here, here's here's the headlines. Here's a headline from CNN from NWA to MAGA. Are you <laughs> <I> saw that? <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? Right. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Like, that's what we're doing. You don't want to you don't want to say things like uh Big three owner, founder, commissioner of you know. It's, it's, you see what I'm saying? You like wanna, that. You want to go. Yeah. You want to go straight yeah. to the optics, right. right? Right. And yes, I know he made a song not too long ago talking about locking up Donald Trump. Right. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, why are you? Why are you? Because see, the messaging in it. See, most people aren't even going to read the headline, right? Because they have to admit in the in the actual article. Well, he didn't really endorse Donald. No, he didn't endorse Donald Trump. He has a an agenda for black people. And he said that both parties reached out to him about his agenda. And he did a he did a interview with a senior writer, I think Jamil Smith of Rolling Stone. And in that, he said that Biden agreed with 85 percent of his plan. But he wanted to talk to him about or address the plan and work with him on the plan after the election. Well, Trump and them reached out to him prior. And here's the thing. I don't see nothing wrong with you pointing out that, hey, Trump, there's blind spots in your plan. And he talked about the messaging. OK, there's this issue of benign neglect. Are you familiar with the concept of benign neglect? OK. Yes. In other words, if we don't have to give black people something, we're not, right? So we put certain messaging in these policies that allows us to wiggle our way out of having to give things directly to black people like minorities, uh, people of color. Like black people ain't the only people of color, mm. right? Yeah. So uh, what else? Like it, it's other stuff like that in the messaging. It doesn't say black, it says minority, people of color. Uh, whatever you know what I'm saying and and cube was like when you put that language in there's no responsibility for you to directly address our issues now other people who fall into that category like women Asian Americans <laughs> no Hispanics they can lay claim to that because you said people of color so we're talking about a, if you have an economic, if you have a plan for black people, it needs to explicitly say that in your messaging, right? And I even see that with part of Biden's plan. It, ta it uses some of that similar language. So I don't see anything wrong with saying, hey, you got a blind spot in that plan. Now, right, right. check in with us a few weeks back. I, talk, I talked about whether or not we liked 
the platinum plan. I had issues with the platinum plan, right? So right. it's not like this. And we got to get it out of this idea that because I'm critical, because I'm critical of Biden or I compliment the other, I'm MAGA. Right. I know, I know people listening to me over the past several months think we're MAGA <laughs> at some point. You know what I mean? Just because we're not, we're not falling in line. We're not saying, you know what I mean? And I think because he met with the administration, he said he never met with Trump. He met with the he met with his 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 team and worked with them on it. And they they basically fixed their plan based off of what he said. I think that's good. Let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, that they actually do try to implement something. Let's say, let's say for all intents and purposes, hypothetically that Trump gets reelected and he tries to implement some of this. Who does that help? Who does it help? We're speaking on hypothetics, right? Hypothetically, okay. who does it help? It helps him. Trump? Yeah. If he implements things for black people, if he creates black jobs, who does it help? It helps black people. That's all I'm saying, Gatry. Yeah. It helps black people. Why are we so upset? Where is our loyalty to? To a party or to black people? Well, hey, Walker, you know the answer to that. What is our loyalty to? You see what I'm saying? Like my thing, and here's the thing. I'm I'm a I'm gonna leave you with this point. I'm gonna leave you with this point. Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, passed some serious legislation, right? And then his tenure as president. The 1964 Civil Rights Act which dealt with segregation, the Voting Rights Act of 65, which dealt with voter suppression back in that day, right? He also uh, passed a 68 Civil Rights Act, which dealt with discrimination in housing sales towards black people, right? He actually assigned Thurgood, uh, appointed Thurgood Marshall as the first black Supreme Court justice, right? He did a lot of things for black people, but you wanna know who was pressing him and working with him on a lot of this? Dr. Yeah. Martin Luther King. Yeah. You wanna know what else was known the known about Lyndon B. Johnson? He was a known racist. He dropped more N-words than some people's mixtapes. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> seriously. Yeah. He even called, I think he called the the it was either the Voting Rights Act or the Civil Rights. He called it the nigger bill. <laughs> he called it the nigger bill, Gatchery. Right. He was a known racist. Did that stop Martin Luther King no. from having a relationship with him? We would kill Martin Luther King today. If if Twitter was around then, we would kill Dr. Martin Luther King for working with a known racist who would say stuff like that. Would we? If Dr. Martin Luther King was listening to some of us today, he wouldn't he would wait to a more to a more liberal president got into office. Ain't no telling when these 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 voting rights acts would have got passed if we listened to, to the things we're saying today, right? right? And I know Lyndon B. Johnson was a Democrat, but he was still racist, right? And right. isn't that our issue with Trump is that he's racist? Yeah. What are we doing? We still have to address these. We still have to confront these people and at least get it through. We have to address people in power. That's all I'm saying. We still have to try to do it. Because what's the other alternative? Sit back and just don't do nothing? That Oh, that helps us. Tell me if I'm wrong. 
Tell me if I'm wrong. Like if, if I'm if I have a blind spot, let me know. You're, you're, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. You're right. I mean, and you know, MLK was in my notes, and you you answered the question I had about it. So yeah, I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just I don't I don't I think we're more loyal to a party than we are our own selves. And that makes sense now with the political climate for sure. I mean, I, th- think about it. We we I get it. Trump is radioactive, and anyone who gets near him, <laughs> you become radioactive waste as True. a result. I get it, but he's still in power. Right. And if Kim Kardashian can meet with him and get some black people freed, you think they care there about who go. Trump is? There you go. Or do their family or do they care that they're out of prison? Good point. And he did it because Kim stayed on him. Can we not stay on him to get some things done for us? Who cares about the optics? Who cares about the photo ops? Do you care enough about us to get things done on behalf of us? Or does it matter how it's done and by whom? Are we willing to delay our liberation because of the optics? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I've I've been looking at a lot of people sideways this past week. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people sideways. It, it, it's so bad because in in me absorbing all the information about this, like I had to question myself: Am I okay going on this podcast and saying I see nothing wrong with what Ice Cube did? Because even I'm concerned of the optics of what that looks like. You know, so it's, I get it's it. I mean, I get it's it, the, but at the it's same the world time. we live in, sadly. At the same time, like, yeah, I'm like, if if I don't think we're being objective, I just don't think we're being objective. Right. Because, again, I understand we got to ride for our set. We got to ride for our team, our squad. And for many people, that's the Democratic Party. I understand the clear and present danger, danger that Trump represents. But if let's just say hypothetically he becomes the president, do we just forfeit four years of trying? Mm, that's a good point. That's people still really, getting murdered in the streets. Yeah. People still need money. People still we still need help. Are we gonna are we gonna defer this for another four years? Are we gonna at least do what do what Ice Cube did and try? Right. We're gonna knock a brother for trying. Right. And if you have something to say about him and what he's doing, where is your agenda for black people? There you go. Oh, man. I'm done. <laughs> Right. I'm supposed to be cool, calm, and collected, and I'm <laughs> I. Like, where did that guy rant. go? <laughs> <laughs> Next topic's on you, bro. Um, do we want to talk politics? <laughs> we just not. <laughs> I'm a punt on this one. Um, let's see what I got here. Oh, Diddy launches our political party. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. Discuss the trash. When he just when he just changes to listen, discuss or trash. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That's not what this podcast is about. You got to say something. Discuss. Why are you? Why? Wait. Discuss or discuss? You heard me. Don't let me repeat it. Why do you? Why are you disgusted? Why, why are you disgusted by what I said? You don't even know about this. That's why I wanted. That's why I want to listen. Okay, this is courtesy of ABC News. I'm going to read this out. But basically, Diddy has endorsed Joe Biden. And he, again, in this background on Diddy, Diddy talked about potentially withholding the vote if we don't get what we feel we want. He has since, he has since, and and my thing is this. I think we hold people prisoner of their words 
and we don't allow them the opportunity to evolve and educate themselves and get wiser on things. And so I don't have a problem with people being able to say, you know what? I changed my mind on that. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we have to acknowledge because at the end of the day, we want people who were triggered by what Didi said. We want him to understand better right the issues right so if this is him understanding the issues then hey this is a win for everybody right right so i'm just gonna read a snippet not the whole article but less than three weeks before the 2020 general election rapper diddy announced on friday that he has joined forces with a group of elected officials and activists in launching the black political party Quote, I'm launching one of the boldest things I've ever launched. I'm launching a black political party with some black elected officials and activists. It's called Our Black Party. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. uh, He wrote in in a series of tweets. Quote, the mission is to create a platform to help advance a political agenda that addresses the needs of black people. So going forward, we aren't in the same position that we are in today. Yeah. Um, The hip hop mogul who has been critical of the Democratic Party has endorsed Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, but he also urged voters to hold Biden accountable and deliver a passionate rebuke of President Donald Trump. The number quote, the number one priority is to get Trump out of office. He has to go. We can't allow this man to continue to try and divide us, Diddy tweeted. He also said in other comments that he is promoting and is encouraging a a race war in this country, which I can kind of see that. Um, So in light of that, he was like, no, Trump cannot, he cannot be president, but it's important that we hold Biden accountable. And when I hear accountable, I'm thinking to his black agenda, the lift every voice plan that he created for black, uh, black Americans in this country. I agree with that. I just want to know what are your thoughts listening to Diddy and his statements? <sighs> That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Told you. I um, I filed this under Ice Cube. Um, we have got to try. <laughs> and I love the fact that it's open, openly bipartisan. So, yeah. By, yeah. Him, by him including both of the big name political parties, I think that's huge. Um, but yeah, I'm for this. I like this. Same, same, same here. Same take here. That, take that. Take that. And I and I <laughs> and I like I, I like them him talking about ho- owning our own pot, like basically building voting blocks. Something that I've talked about, where you can put together resources and money to where we can actually put money into our agendas. We can basically, basically, you're talking about a pact where you you can go to. Uh, delegates and people who are running for office and say, hey, here's our list of things that we want. You know what I mean? And right. so I, I love I love where Diddy is going in his mind. And so shout outs to Diddy on that. Yeah. Man. Shout outs to Diddy. He got, we got to give him a round of applause for okay. at least taking the next step and trying to be a part of the solution. And I like that. All right. Speaking of black men with money, Walker Robert Smith. What about him? He has recently been, or he recently committed tax fraud. Discuss or trash? Um, discuss. But I have a question. Yeah. Was he found guilty, or was he being? Is when, it alleged? When you admit to it, you don't have to be found anything. He admitted to it. 
So Robert Smith, a billionaire, very prominent billionaire, wow. who promised to pay off Morehouse student loans. I think this was last, early. No, it was last year. Last year. Um, sent shockwaves to the black community and the world, really, uh, just because it's such a gracious act. Um, he recently admitted to participating in a scheme using offshore bank accounts and trusts in order to hide income and revenue. Uh, so uh, the feds call that tax fraud. And I guess the way they set it up is if he admitted to it, they can escape the courtroom. And in exchange, he has to pay $139 million and forfeit $182 million in charitable donations. Peanuts. What? I don't know. I don't know, Walker. The one thing I was looking for. He's a billionaire, right? Yeah. Okay. It, the one thing I was looking for in this Walker was the impact it would have on Morehouse students. Those said, those said students, he promised to pay their uh, collegiate tuitions. Uh, that that was not included in in the article. But um, when I saw the hundred and eighty-two million, my first thought was, "Well, Morehouse is good, right?" <laughs> you know. So uh, this is this is pretty sad. This is pretty unfortunate. Um, this is this sounds so bad, Walker. But this is it, it's fraud. It's illegal. You shouldn't do it. I don't endorse it. But <laughs> I hate rebuttals, and I hate what I use them. <laughs> But I'm I'm kind of happy for Robert Smith. The um, I guess the lead investigator on this applauded him, and he he made a comment saying that it's never too late to do the right thing. It's never too late to tell the truth. So um, I I kind of I kind of have to tip my hat to Robert Smith for at least owning up to it and uh, agreeing to pay the fines that come along with it. So thoughts? I I think it's unfortunate that he got caught up in that. Um, however. I don't think those uh, Morehouse students care a lick. He's still their guy. Still their guy. Even if it turns out he reneges on the on the you think pact. You think I don't know. That's the that's one thing think, I couldn't I find. He, I don't think he's going to renege on that. Okay. All right. I think he's still got that. Okay. Hopefully he's paid it by now. Because, see, my thing is you ain't got to be accused of tax anything. If you renege on that, they will have a problem with you. <laughs> okay. Those are two separate things, in my opinion. Selfishly, Walker, as a person with offshore accounts, uh, not nearly the amount that he was playing well, with. Talk that talk to him, big baller. I just, I, I need to make sure I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Lerani Ball? I hear you. <laughs> big why baller. Do I, have the I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Could be, could, you want to know why? Because we need a producer. <laughs> <sighs> You 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 over here getting in your pod bag? When you, when you, you potting hard? When you when we, you pull me away content. from the soundboard, it's going to be a long day for me. It's going to be a very long day. The cameras will be here to record it all. It was going to be. It's not. It's not going to be pretty. Well, tell that to the viewers. Um, sports. Let's get into sports. College football. Um, let's talk about a team that I'm really really disappointed in. Um. I just don't understand. They start off so well, and then like they're just stinking it up right now. What's going on with the Atlanta Braves? <laughs> I'm even more disgusted to talk sports now that you brought my beloved Braves up. <laughs> oh, 
I love the misdirection. Here's here's the I love thing, the Walker. And I'm, I'm going to stay true to myself on it's this. It's like a reverse. You know what I'm saying? Like you leave, you got them going one way, and they think it's is this, but then all of a sudden, man, that that speedy end going around the end, and you just this is this is going to be easy. All right, this finna be a breeze, as tonight? you colored people like to say. Colored uh, people? Yeah, I said it. I went there. Uh, <laughs> Walker triggered. I have agreed to not verbally discuss the Braves. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking to that. Fine. You don't have to because I, I I saw that they were up three one and now the series is tied. So I was like, whoa. I hope they're not fixing to you know, you know, you know what happens when something blocks your breathing area. Nothing. All right, let's talk about the tide. The tide in Georgia. Y'all look good yesterday, man. Tough game. Y'all look, you're not talking about that either? Discuss the trash? I don't, I mean, I don't Discuss know. the trash? We're going to discuss? <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know what to, what do you want me to say? Y'all look good yesterday. Okay. Okay, what? Okay, what? I mean, we're, we're still not good. Oh, so you're not good, even though you beat the number three team in the nation. Rankings, oh, rankings being nothing by by seventeen. We're not three, good. Three scores. We're not good. Three scores, we're right? Not, we're not good. And I'm holding by my my preseason prediction. We will lose a regular season game this year. I, I honestly, I'm not I honestly saying, thought it was going to be last I'm night. Not so y'all I'm, gonna, off. I'm not saying y'all going to run the table, but everything's <sighs> set up favorably for you guys down the stretch. It sets know. up pretty favorably. No, for that's you. see, 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 Walker. This no, is, it sets no, 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 up favorably. No, 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 no. This is I'm not saying. Is, I'm not saying you, y'all got it in the bag. This is you playing your game. I'm not saying y'all got it in the bag. It. I'm disconnecting I'm my controller. Saying, I'm not playing this game, Walker. Guys, y'all see, y'all, y'all see the emotion. I'm not doing this. Do you see the emotion? I'm I not never. Doing this with you, I Walker. never gave y'all those wins. I just said it sets up favorably because this was a big game. So you, you wanna, you wanna act like? Congratulations, by the way. The, the 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 appropriate thing to say in that response is rat poison. Thank you, Gatry. That's what you see. That's what thank, you should thank say. Because I'm being year. I'm being complimentary to Alabama. They look good. I don't want your complimentary rat poison. Saban told me about this, and you're the ringleader of it all. And we're all you. <laughs> Did he tell you had COVID a week ago? <laughs> Dude, don't do this. What? This is all part of your game, Walker. See, what do you mean? You give it, then you take it away. Just like that. No, you went there. You went there talking about some rat poison. Because I, I called out your rat poison? It's not rat poison. You saying Saban taught you how to how to spot rat poison. Did he tell you also that he had the, the COVID? He might have told me. I might have known before everyone else. Whatever. Whatever. Why are you acting... That, why I'm not you, acting anything. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. We're a very flawed team that has a lot of room to improve. Oh, and there's a perfect so team you, out you there. So you want to go ahead. Perfect team You want to go ahead and insinuate that we've got a cakewalk the rest so of the season. So you're telling me, like you're like you're acting like y'all are going to come to play when it's time for us to play. So what? Get out of here, Walker. So that's what you, what you want me to do. So you want what, me to get comfortable and you want me to say, oh, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. No, we ain't talking about. We have not even. We could lose. We could lose next week. We could have lost last week. We could have lost last night. These are games we could have lost. Sure, and you didn't. You didn't. Why? Do, why do we do this? Why? Do, why do you do what? <laughs> I just asked you a question. And I, and 
you were good up until you, you said that one thing, Mark, and then you just what sit in nuclear. Say? Oh, you look everything looks favorable the rest of the season. That it is does. bull. No, it doesn't. No, you had you had that's a, bull. You had a stank look the moment I brought up Alabama because I didn't want to talk about sports. <laughs> and how can you not blame me for being stank after you tried to tee off on my Braves? Your roles reversed. I mean, you know. You don't want to talk about sports. What's happened to you? <laughs> I just, I just know how you go. Like I'd rather talk to talk how to somebody normal about sports. <laughs> <laughs> there's always something with you, Walker. Always. I, that's a word I don't use a lot. But there's what always. Did I, what did I do here? I, I, I've complimented. I said y'all look good. I said your schedule does, which it does, which it does, which it does. Who's a ranked team that y'all, who's left on your schedule? Auburn? Wait. No, <laughs> not after today. Well, we, there, there have been no polls released. Not after At the yesterday. time of this recording, Auburn is a ranked football team. Okay. I don't even know who we have next because I don't I don't worry about the rest of the schedule. All right? I don't I worry don't about think that. I have a ranked team. Who else y'all play? Y'all know y'all haven't played Tennessee yet. They're not ranked. Oh, goodness gracious. You don't you don't think Pruitt's going to come and play? If you can sit here and tell me. Your schedule If you can sit up, here and tell me that Kiffin could come and bring us a game in his can, first season you can and Pruitt's ask, not? You can ask many pundits across the country who cover college football. They will tell you that Alabama's schedule sets up favorably. That's not the same as saying that y'all have this undefeated season in the bag. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying They're your schedule the same sets thing. up favorably. They're the same. Favorably for what? Favorably for y'all to run the table. Thank you. It's you the same to. thing, Walker. It sets I'm up favorably. You. you still have to execute and play. You still got to play the game. What, I'm not saying it's a done deal. What other sports things do you want to talk about, Walker? Want to shift? Want to shift to Auburn? You 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 came on the World Report and have a, had some some comments for us. Anything you want to reflect this on that? Not, this is not even about me, Walker. <laughs> number one, and this is not a question. This is a fact. Y'all putting too much pressure on number ten. Okay. All right. Number two, is it true that um, what's his name? We were talking about him yesterday. Who? Um, Talk about a lot of people. You freeze is really looking at Auburn real estate. I didn't know anything about that. Okay, I didn't know anything about that. Okay. Um, y'all being too tough on Bo. Why? Why is that? Explain yourself. He's young. Let me let me let me explain something. Let me let me let me. Here's where I'm a here's where I'm a really deal with you. I want you to really articulate your points and arguments. I'm not going to get emotional like, I don't want to do this, like how, what you just did. I want you to articulate your points and explain, and I'm going to explain why we were critical of Bo yesterday. Go ahead. He's young. He's young. Number one. Number right. two. Y'all got a new line. Okay. Have a new office of line. Y'all got a new OC. Have a new OC. That These things are true. Y'all got a young stud of a running back who, in my opinion, from what I saw yesterday, has some improvement to do in terms of uh, his blocking capabilities, pass blocking capabilities. These things are putting a lot of pressure on Bo Nix. These are things that he hasn't had to worry about before, right? Mm. Did I mention he's young? Did you mention that he's young? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So I, I think... I think you and your your fellow compadres on the war rapport have a cam complex. <laughs> and I wanted to say this yesterday, but I was like, nah, because y'all 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 <laughs> y'all do me so wrong yesterday. <laughs> 
I just sat on my hands, Walker. I acknowledge your point, though. <laughs> Did I acknowledge your point? No. When, when I was, when I was, uh, <laughs> what does acknowledge mean anyway? Uh, when I was talking about, <laughs> <laughs> no. When I was, when I was trying to bring up the receivers and their responsibilities, y'all just really just pushed that to the side. But anyway. because I brought it up previously, so I mean, but so what does that mean? We normally give out grades. One of the guys on the show said. Outside of quarterback, I wouldn't give anyone ever. I wouldn't give anyone lower than a B. I chimed in, uh, no, I'm giving them a C. C plus, I think is what I said. Wait, I heard that part. Y'all grade them after I said that. No, I said that before. Okay. Anyway, I on, said that before. Going back to Bo. And no, 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 no. Here's what I said because it was like you would, and I was like, no, yeah, absolutely. Because on some of the interceptions that Bo threw. I think it was one or two. It was a critical drop that happened on that key series that put us behind the chains and set up a third and long in which Bo pressed, which I'll get to that later on. These were key moments in the game, which is why I and the receivers were not blocking downfield. Some of them caused penalties, which some I thought it was a reach by the refs in some cases. But there were Seth Williams quit. Like we like I saw him do no, some things. No. Oh yeah. He absolutely had a he had a little hissy fit on the on the I side. I saw that. I saw that. What's up with that? Oh, really? You saw you did see that? You I did saw, see something, huh? So well, anyway. I watched three quarters of that game. Okay. We watched four. So <laughs> what so that's why I was adamant about not grading the receiver so high. Because you you mentioned so y'all not gonna say anything about the drops. I brought it up. You brought it up before I asked that. Absolutely. So y'all were like, "Well, we already talked about." So by that. the time, by the time here, we were you. on, yeah, you came in and how's that showing? Let me, let me ask you a question. Your, your let me ask you a question. Viewers and supporters, any love, really? Why not? Why not just briefly restate what you said? I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did say it. I even said, "What up, Gat? Did you hear that part?" No, I didn't hear that. Walk. Of course, of course. You're too busy criticizing me. Are you done? And your rebuke you of us. You didn't acknowledge me. They were like, Walker, this your whole boy. You're like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I would expect no different from you, Walker. So thank you, I think. <laughs> this revisionist history of yours is key gatry. Continue on, Walker. You, you go, that, that's all I've got to say. That's all you got to say yeah. about why we're I being I want you to harsh. address the cam complex, too, at some point. During What's the your, cam complex? Y- y'all expect everybody to be cam. Gotcha. Okay. So can I talk now? Can I go? Okay. This was Bo Nix's 17th game. Okay. 17th game. He played 12 in a bowl game, right? 13, 2 and 2. Hold on. I'm still trying to carry the one. Okay. I got 17. Let me know when you get to 17. Okay, yeah, 17. Okay, thank All you. Right. All right, welcome. And he's played, he has 17 SEC games under his belt. No, no, no. Your bowl game was not against an SEC team. He Your has opening 17, game last he has season 17, was against a, a He SEC has 17 team. games under his belt as a starter. I want me to be articulate. Look at you. You have 17, oh, circles around you. <laughs> okay, know that. 17 games under his belt, right? Is that still young? Yeah. Okay. Fine. He has 17 games, right? How many more games is that than Mac Jones? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Auburn, if I told you, if I told you that Auburn had 481 total yards against South Carolina and held them to 297 yards of offense, right? All right. You would think, oh, y'all, y'all got that, right? Right. But then Auburn turns the ball over three times. Three turnovers, which led to three scores by South Carolina. No fumbles, all picks. So my criticism of Bo Nix is this. Number one, he's been our guy, yet the coaching staff has not coached out some of his terrible habits that he that he has. What terrible habits you mean? Number one, running out of the pocket unnecessarily. When his first read is covered up, he gets happy feet and runs to the right side of the field, thus splitting the field in half, and he's not able to see the full field. You know the thing that they coach you to do when you stay in the pocket? That thing. He does that and because he's done that his whole life. Now, it worked at the high school level, but any coach will tell you at the next level, that's not going to work. Unless you're being pressured out of the pocket, that makes sense. But when you unnecessarily leave the pocket, that's when it gets dangerous. Okay? Two, Bo Nix has not gotten in his head, at least consistently, that you have to take what the defense gives you. And there are some plays where the defense gives you nothing. And in that point, you don't have to play hero ball. You don't have to force the issue. You can either take the sack, run, get out of there, throw the ball away, live to play another down. Bo presses. Bo tries to make something of nothing. And on two of his three picks that led to scores, Bo tried to force the ball. Okay? Number three, he is wildly inaccurate, especially when he gets erratic. Leading me to the third pick, which a clear hitch route where Seth was wide open and he threw it all the way behind him. He even stepped into the inaccurate throw. Almost was a pick six. He saved it. And then they scored on the next play. Three picks which gave South Carolina a short field. Okay? But we're being too hard on Bo Nix in that game when he clearly made decisions in that game that cost us the game. But we're being too hard on him. Okay. If you say so. So when you talk about a cam complex, I just don't want you to force and throw the ball into a situation where there's no play to be made. If that's a cam complex, then sure. Are you done? You got anything else? I've been done. I've been done. As soon as you said, let's talk about sports. Shall we get out of here? Please, Walker. You disgust me. I enjoy reading you, by the way. You disgust me. I enjoy reading you. What what we got, man? Three turnovers by Bo Nix, but we're hard on him. I want I want Mac Jones to throw three picks that leads to a game. I want I want to see what y'all say. Then I tell you y'all look good. You I tell you the same guy tells you Bama looks good. Walker, I, I, okay, okay, but I'm unreasonable. <laughs> All of your goals in front of you, but I'm unreasonable. Okay. What you got, man? Shout outs. I am shouting out. Oh, let me get my sound effects ready, Walker. You got me off my rocker. Uh, 
Um, it's not hard to do. <laughs> I am shouting out Popcom. Have you heard of these? This is not the <laughs> Jamaican Drake rapper. I knew you was going there. I knew you was going there. Jamaican what? Drake rapper? Did you call him a Drake rapper? He is. What is? What else is it? Can you do something for me later? Sure. When you get in your car after we leave the studio, <laughs> I want you to look in the mirror and punch yourself. <laughs> while I'm driving? No, not while you're driving. <laughs> not while you're driving. That could be dangerous. Before you put your seatbelt on. <laughs> I, w- I want you to punch yourself. I have your- to look in the mirror, though? <laughs> yeah. Before and after you punch yourself. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Popcom. Don, Don Dixon is the CEO of Popcom, black owned. Uh, I don't even know what you call this company, Walker, but they just recently got awarded a patent that is going to that <clears throat> that is going to lead them to creating a what they call an automated digital pop up shop. Okay. Right. So um, Dawn goes on to say she's inspired by uh, Apple in terms of design and uh, intu- intuition and to in- I want to say intuitivity, but that's not a word. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she, so she's always been inspired by this and always had this concept of, well, you know, we know of pop up shops. Right. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, and, and one of the one of the struggles, and I think it brings or provides the allure of a pop up shop is you don't always know where it's going to happen because it just kind of happens like that. So what if you p- created a digital version and formal like a, this this modern vending machine to where at a certain time a person can go up, see the vendor space digitally. And if they're inspired by something, go and, you know, procure a product from said digital vending machine. It's a really cool concept. Hmm. So um, they got the patent for that. Uh, again, Popcom, remember the name. This is going to be huge. My shout out goes to one Michael Render, affectionately known in our community as Killer Mike. Killer I mean, Mike. I knew you were gonna do this. Do what? Do what? What are you saying? I knew you were going to be Caesar Walker. He joined with some friends and launched the Green Online Greenwood Bank. Greenwood is the neighboring community outside of Tulsa, known as Black Wall Street. And him and his partners have, believe uh, he teamed up with Andrew Young, civil rights icon and a media executive, Ryan Glover, to create the first digital bank geared towards black and Latinx people. They've raised $3 million in seed funding for Greenwood. Uh, the digital bank, they, they hope, will enable customers to more easily support black and Latinx causes and businesses. So I want to shout out these, you know, Killer Mike is kind of the figurehead for it, but these other two gentlemen as well. And if you're interested, guys, you can go out to bankgreenwood.com to get information. I think they're going to really launch it, I think, towards either the end of year, end of the year or the beginning of 2021. I want to shout out these individuals, especially because we're in the age of COVID. Online banking is really becoming a thing. So I salute these gentlemen and salute these guys for doing something that's dope for our communities. Why 
how you knew I was going to be Caesar? Why, why? Why would you say that? I just when I heard about this, I was like, I'm not going to do that because Walker's going to be all over it. It's just it's wrap your wheelhouse. It's okay. I'm not mad about it. You just telegraphed it. <laughs> if for those who don't know Gatry, he was incredibly passive aggressive there. But yeah, well, player of the week, Walker. <laughs> like someone who they called a foul on and you was obviously fouling <laughs> <laughs> right like the look of shock like yeah you um i want to bring you vernon jones <laughs> have you heard about this no so vernon jones is a state representative of uh, the state of georgia he is a he's a proud and registered democrat but is a huge and staunch supporter Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, Walker. Okay, you with me? Yeah. So uh Vernon had had an event for his supporters, I think. And um he, he was cautious not to call it a rally, but it was an event. And uh this this was him kind of speaking on stage, you know, rah rahing people. It was kind of like a rally, but whatever. So um, he gets things so spirited to the point to where he says, y'all watch out. I'm about to stage dive. <laughs> I did hear about this. <laughs> so Vernon goes on to stage dive into a group of not only his supporters, but staunch Trump supporters as well of the Trump train, as he calls it. Um, he's not wearing a mask. It's very hard to see anybody wearing a mask who's carrying him through the stage diving thing. Um, Walker, we are in a heightened season of a pandemic and COVID, and we know COVID loves social environment, social gatherings, right? So um, this this alone is pretty dumb on behalf of Vernon, right? So I don't endorse this. Uh, we saw we saw our own Dan Mullen, uh, <laughs> who was close to being my player of the week, but we saw what happened to him. You know, it's just like COVID is just it, it kind of reminds me of you back in the day. It uh, you could talk bad about it, but it's always gonna find a way to rear its ugly head and just do damage to you. That was you back in your day, Walker. Don't think I forgot. So, um, Vernon, <laughs> Vernon Jones, bro, I get it, man. Um, you got you got excited. I get emotional. I get excited, but dude, you we got to think, man. We got to be like super cautious on this. Now, I'm not wishing COVID on anyone. I don't wish COVID on anyone. But when you do things like this, it just kind of makes me think, you know, A, you're not taking COVID seriously, or B, you're just absolutely dumb. You idiots! And you, sorry, Walk, I just thought about this. This is this is part of the issues I have, dude. This he's in a leadership role. Leadership for the state of Georgia. Leader. And he's doing foolishness like this. And we wonder why overall US numbers can't go down more. All right. My player of the week goes out to Sydney Deal. Um, so he was going to be my player of the week. I actually forgot about this. I mean, it was a reminded last week about this. He was the father of one Saya Deal, who passed away. Um. After he had locked his daughter and his keys in his car, 
Um, Sydney lives in Las Vegas. And the Las Vegas police alleged that the dad refused to let them break the windows in the hot car. And alleged that Deal told his brother that he didn't have the money to repair a window in his new vehicle. After an over an hour, police pulled the baby whose body was in uh, rigor, uh, was in rigor mortis, uh, from the car, and Deal was charged with child abuse, resulting in death. Goodness. So let's just go back to the reason why. He didn't want to smash the windows of his vehicle because it's a new vehicle and he didn't have the money necessarily to get a new window. So his daughter could live. So your new car, which depreciates in value, is more important than your seed. Your, your precious baby girl, Sydney. This is what I call a, uh, a POS type of individual. And I don't mean point of sale either. Gatry gets that. Um, because even if you do decide to smash the windows, there's always GoFundMe, you know, there's a whole bunch of, well, you can get plenty of sympathy as a father who smashed the windows of his brand new car to save his baby girl. A lot of people would ride for you and show up for you, but now nobody feels sympathy for you. Why? Because you have placed clear, your priorities are clearly out of whack and it's resulted in the death of, of it. You know, again, I am blessed to have the parents that I had. I don't know where I would be if, if Sydney deal was my father, probably not here, Gatry. We don't use profanity here. We, we don't, but Ren, please do me the honors. You idiots. That's terrible, dude. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Some people enjoy, some people enjoy sex, but not what comes after. Clearly, which is sad, but got anything else, man? No, you really took the wind out of my sails on that. Great. So, uh, guys, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Have a great, productive week. Stay safe out there. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. He's Ronnie Gatchery. We are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) 